0: today what we are going to discuss and expand upon is a topic we've been dealing with in depth until now that's the notion of the Yetzirah Hura. and until now specifically in yesterday's class we discussed the notion of the Yetzirah being something which is fundamentally deficient and hence the more you have the more you want because instead of it filling you up it creates a deeper sense of emptiness the Piazzetna who was the Rebbe in the Warsaw Ghetto he says a fascinating insight he says that when a person feels a desire very often to eat and you're not hungry and you're we all know that when you when you eat it's not going to actually take that feeling away until you actually eat to the point where you just keep on looking for something else. I don't know if you guys, unfortunately you and in your shiver, so you don't have the fridge syndrome. But when you're at home you probably do, and I certainly have it now as I stand. What happens is, often at night you feel like there's something missing inside of you. So the first place you look for it is in the fridge. <laughs> so this is what happens, you go to the fridge, you open up the fridge, and it's got like, the thing that you're missing is very specific. Sometimes it's slightly salty, and other times sweet. So you look in the fridge if it's there and you scan the fridge and then obviously it depends on your fridge But Cain and Hora living in Yerushalayim Erechodesh based on yesterday's We'll see. It's not back again. He lost Ben Busy, yeah, He couldn't wake up because he couldn't get proper night's sleep on the floor last night <laughs> So... <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> in Jerusalem it's not like... it's not like, you know, the, the notion of a pantry doesn't exist Like in Chutzar it's like this you know, mole toy that you walk in. There's not only a fridge. There's me- Oftentimes, it's like, there's a whole room. It's just filled with cool tuv oil amhaze. So when you feel that like, stuff in your fridge, and you f- you're feeling in the stomach, you don't find it in the fridge. me stomach, you'll find it in the pantry. So what happens to me is I open up the fridge and I look. And I think, mm-mm, I don't want a lemon. <laughs> I look up, moldy cheese, no. A half-eaten peanut butter sandwich. That my son brought back from Geda. Mm-mm. Then I think, well, obviously the thing I'm looking for is not the fridge. It must be in the cupboards. Do you call food closets closets as well. I need closets, closets, Even the even like the cupboards. A closet which has food in is called a pantry, even in the kitchen. Yeah, can you have another opinion over here? Uh, I guess it depends on the size. In other words, in America there's no notion of a, a cupboard that you put food in, you put in the pantry, what else? If I have room for it! <laughs> cupboard! You can't fit it in the cupboard! That's what comes out? Maybe a cabinet.
1: <coughs> a cabinet. A
0: food cabinet? No, just a cabinet. Oh, just a cabinet. Fine, cabinet. <laughs> so, so I go looking there and then eventually I find like some weird contortion of... If I eat soup, nuts and almonds, so it's going it's to fill up this deep lacking inside myself. And then I go ahead and I make this combination and then I felt, tuck it wasn't that I actually need some some um, some of those great potato crisps the, the, the cream cheese and, and onion so I go to the top shelf and that's where they should be stored but of course there haven't been any for the last six months but I still hope that maybe there was a packet that I have not yet discovered so I climb and I'm searching and they're not there so I, just, I go down and I think I probably missed them and I search again And then after like about an hour or two, I basically got to sleep disappointed, realizing that the deep inner meaning I was searching for cannot be found in the kitchen. But that's an example of the deficiency of the Yetzarah, that the more you have, the more you want, and the Chijjah bezets is that actually that desire is a misappropriate attempt to fulfill something real inside yourself that when we go, when we pursue things which are the negative sides of the head, so actually on a deeper level we want something deeper. But we, we it's almost as if we, we don't translate the signal correctly. So we translate, in other words, maybe what I, what I needed to do was sit down and learn or have a conversation with my wife or pick up the phone and speak to a friend or something else but we don't, we don't know how to translate the, the message so we mistranslate it and it gets translated as oh yes yoghurt that's what I need I need yoghurt with cranberries inside gently blended together that's what it was so it's very interesting because it means that there's a whole kind of distortion going on and then of course because that need was never present so when you fill it it's never filled An analogy I once heard was that the Yetzirah presents itself as a lacking, but it's not. Whereas there are certain things which we do have real needs. If you think like all food is just a Taiva, so then after a while you'll die from starvation. (laughs) It's just a Taiva, it's a Taiva, it's a Taiva, it's only a Taiva, and then you die. So, oh, Taka wasn't a Taiva when you get to Shemaim, it's too late. So there there is something, there's a differentiation between a need, a need and a desire. And the way it's differentiated is by two holes in the ground. One is a hole, which is a hole in the ground, and the other one is a hole that you imagine in the ground. It's an imaginary hole. So what happens is if there's a hole in the ground and there's sand, once the hole is filled up, it's filled up because it was there, and now it's full, so it's finished. If it's an imaginary hole, so you keep on putting more sand and more sand and more sand, it never gets filled up because it was never there to begin with, It was an imaginary lacking, so you can never fill it. Yonatan, awake, Abba It seems like the way you are describing in Zahara is that it's just simply a misunderstanding of ourselves or sometimes we actually have a need to eat and sometimes our liking is just our body trying to tell us a spiritual liking but really we miss reading it it's just us not understanding ourselves Correct So we have to see how that pans out in the Der HaShem The next point I would like to mention in the HaShem in this strictly and well-structured lecture, is um, the idea that Reb which we began discussing and I never fully fleshed out yesterday, just showing the incredible continuity between Shirin, and that is, yesterday we said that Reb Yisrael to asked the question, the question is, what is the Yaitzohara? To use the generic phrase Yaitzohara is not at all helpful and certainly doesn't assist me in diagnosis of a particular problem so Israel says well there are certain opinions that says that the Aitra is a desire for physicality the material lust that we lust after the geschmack of things in life the creature comforts and that's I think when I went to the elaborate, the elaborate description of the person on the beach in the ooh you can still hear that sound of the palm trees gently rustling in the wind but that was the description of the desire for physicality to its nth n- degree but there's a whole other component of the Yetzirah which is another school of thought that they say the Yetzirah is an, an anti-spiritual force. It's a force of impurity that enters into a person. So Israel kind of says, well, which one is it? And the Yetzirah tov, in other words, the Yetzirah would be the opposite of the, uh, those two. In other words, if the Yetzirah is the momentary pleasure, the here and now, not thinking about the future, just tingling my sens- my my senses. So then the opposite of that would be the, the Seichel, the balance, the seeing the long you know the far sightedness, don't go for momentary pleasure. Rather delayed gratification pays off in the long time and the eight is instant gratification. So that would be the, 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 the struggle would be between delayed gratification and instant gratification. That would be the essential battle between the eight of and the eighth. The other version is that the Yetzirah is all which is holy and kodosh And the Yetzirah is all that which is profane and tome. So which one is the Yetzirah? So if Israel's conclusion is, it's both. There's a component of the Yetzirah which pulls us towards lowly physical desires. There's a component of the Yetzirah which tells us, wait, don't shoot yourself in the foot in the long run for the immediate pleasure in the short run. And then there's a component of the Yetzirah which pulls you towards where there's no physical desire at all. It's a, it's a spiritual force which makes a person really anti-anything which will help him in his connecting to God. And the opposite is the Yetzirah which pushes a person, drives a person towards connecting with the Yetzirah. Those are the two components of the Yetzirah. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I, f- I feel reading the text of the Derech Hashem that he hints to these two issues in his um... Final paragraph. As he says, if you if we know we are on Peric we're in base in the Derek Hashem, Peric Shane, the second chapter, and the Derek Hashem says, Bri He Hamin Ha The essential player in the center stage of the created world is the human race. And all other creations, whether they be higher than Him, referring to the spiritual realm, the angels, the angelic nation, whether they be below Him, referring to the animals and everything in the lower kingdom, plant life, inanimate. Everything is there for Him to create a stage for him to operate within an arena a forum in order that he can complete what he needs to do according to all the different aspects which are appropriate for them as I will expand upon later on now look what he says in this last these last three and a bit lines I believe give way to understanding Vihine, ha scholar, intellectual understanding, think, yeah, enlightenment. V'chol ha'midah is no it's in all good character traits. Heim shleimus, that's called completion, perfection, what we call toiv, the yaitse the material and the negative midas, That's the deficiency we mentioned. name, a person is placed between them, and he's enjoined to acquire shlemus. So he describes the shlemus itself as two components which I think fits very well with Rabbi Israel's conclusion on the one hand is our scholar and on the other hand is Midas the Midas I believe are the component of the person which is above just rational cost-benefit analysis it's this, this, like, this, this connection to something above and beyond it can't be rationalized, it's not intellectualized it's Midas that's one part of our, of our inner being the other part is the Seichel weighing up, is this going to be beneficial, is this going to be destructive let me think about that, Jacob Petito, do not doze off in the course of our share and I mean that of course as an anonymous J. Key. Bow right? it would probably help if you straightened your head did a bit of a shoulder rotation to get the blood flow back to your head and in that way oh! so cruel, so cruel that's, that's an illustration of the bad midas <laughs> cruelty I get no physical benefit from s- making you suffer through more of this year and not letting you s- deeply drift into a slumber it's pure cruelty bad midas, bad midas. you follow one of my bad midas one of my many bad midas so many of them that's just an example a tip of the iceberg of the deep dark inner recesses of my lowly soul be with me you really think that way, don't you? <laughs> don't use concentration. So, that's the one side. And the other side is the the tovis. And, and the other side is the desire, the choymer, the material. I want I want it and I want it now. It feels good, the feel good. And then there's the mitis The bad parts of a person which don't really have a physical design necessarily attached to them. A person can... Can do all kinds of things which actually physically are displeasurable, but there's a pull. For example, no, the, one of the classic examples is speaking Russian horror. It doesn't provide you with any physical pleasure. it Provides you with a much, a much deep, more deeply destructive When you like really like run someone into the ground, there's a different kind of geschmack. It's not, a physical pleasure. It doesn't doesn't give you the same feeling as if you just eat a mess of ice cream. It's a different kind of enjoyment when you like, satisfaction. So the, the, uh, I, I see in the Ramchal, there's two elements of the struggle within ourselves represent, and I thought that was like a really, a really nice find in the Ramchal. Okay, good. I, wa- I want you not, not, I don't want you to delay. So we've got a lot of derech HaShem to do. I want you launch now into Perik shlishi and let's see how far we get with this. Continue the Ramchal. Any questions? By the way, any questions, interaction, contribution from the floor. No. Is it relevant? Yes. Let's hear it. It seems that from what well, we've read so far, that the Iker is, is the mitzvot, because logically, if you just read the Torah and you say, okay, Hashem, is God, do mitzvot, then you're just in the mitzvot, in, in the negative mitzvot, then that's where you get like a pull towards other things. But it's both. Kind of it's both. Want to you want to work on both because if a, if a person leaves his good, so-called good minutes unchecked, they can also drive him to distraction. He needs to have a balance of thinking and feeling in a healthy and positive way. Hmm. Otherwise, a person can get very, very distorted and distracted. Says the Ramchal: "Perik Shishi man, Peric paragraph Aleph. we have already mentioned says the Holy Ram Chau. Heyois oiso shmoy, that the man was the creation that was destined to connect to the ultimate spiritual being. Point one. Vhi. And that creation man muteles BEIN vaches is suspended between perfection, completion, goodness, and on the other side, deficiency lacking evil. and the ability is within his hand, Liknos Ha Schlemus to acquire that goodness of so, completion, really. Like yeah, <laughs> hello, hello, yes, hello. Hello, Jake. So You're you waking up now, like, no, like five, sharing, too late. Now you ask the we question? Can't achieve, we can't achieve that. our power to achieve that perfection. We just learned earlier, we can't achieve the perfection. Only God can achieve perfection. Right, in, in, its, in its ultimate and absolute sense. But we can approximate it to the degree that we can with our limited Kalim abilities. Then we say that a, a person in their life will see who they could have been. Like everyone can ultimately achieve a, a vastly more than they do re- in reality. Even Not you, really Jacob. You will achieve your total <laughs> potential. That, that's called din. Oh din yeah. is when you're held responsible for what you could have achieved and you didn't achieve it. But the hope that we have is that we, what we're striving to do is that, that the, the, the big video in the sky that they play us, the real version and the anticipated version, are pretty closely related. But who's like? You could achieve multiple things. Like, someone could become a great Torah or they become a great businessman who's able to provide lots of tzedakah for the not truth. true. Who's to say, not true. Better? Not true. A person can only achieve. A person in this world only has one purpose that you have to discover. There are not multiple purposes that you're brought you here to do. You person says, the world is created for me, Translation: my role that I play in the world is a unique one, meaning it can't be this or that or this, it is this, but I have to discover it, so what pointers do I use to discover it? The language used needs to be changed from achieving your potential to achieving your purpose. The thing Re- you revealing, the revealing, it's not even achieving, it's revealing your own internal pre-programmed greatness that's all we have to do, we have to find out who we are and what we have to do it's there already we just have to take off those barriers which obstruct the light from shining forth brilliant I know, thank you Jacob I appreciate it why are you such a pessimist today? I'm not pessimist, I'm a realist all pessimists claim to be realists <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you can't. You can never. You can't attack all your bad midas, and then. But once you've done that, so then you can even start to think about what you're actually going to do in the world. So really, no, 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 no. Because that's the only like. That's the first step. No, 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 no. What I never meant to say was that person first of all has to rid himself of, of all these evil midas, and then all of a sudden he can like, then start working himself. Definitely not definitely not. The standard approach in Musa is you you don't work on what you bad at you work on what you're good at and when you see what you're bad at you, you look for ways to remove that because that's looked upon as an obstruction to you realizing your goodness. For example let's say a person has a natural talent in Chesed good but he's also extremely lazy bad. Now there's two ways he could work on himself he could focus on overcoming his laziness but then he almost goes back to, to, to zero because he hasn't done anything. He just, he just hasn't done anything bad, he hasn't done anything good. Or alternatively, he could look to express his chesed but what will happen is when he tries to express his chesed his laziness will act as a barrier for his chesed being expressed. For example, he needs to bring his friend breakfast but he's lying in bed. So now there's a conflict. If he follows his laziness, his chesed will be suppressed. If he follows his chesed, his laziness will be overcome. So says the altar of Kalm that if a person has a good middah, which is already a talent and therefore it's easier to access, he can use that good middah to literally get rid of every single one of his bad middahs. Because in the course of time, he'll be able to overcome his atzlos because his chesed is already there and he wants to do chesed. And therefore, he doesn't want to be trapped by his atzlos because his chesed is a real part of him. So what he'll do is he'll get out of bed in order to do chesed. Other times, it'll be time that will stop him from doing chesed. He wants to help someone else, but right now he'd like to have the last schnitzel on his plate. So he'll overcome—he'll overcome the tiver with his chesed. And in the course of time, every bad midah that gets in his way will be overridden by his good midah. So by working on shomer, guarding his good midah, he'll perfect every single negative trait. And that's what the—that's what the of Kalm says. Is the tachlis he calls it? you you mahapech the midas ha. To that you take the bad things and they actually not only do the actors obstructions that you move out the way but ironically they are becoming the facilitators to your chesed because would it be that there would be no obstruction in the forms of laziness or Taiva desire in the way of your chesed so then your chesed would be pre-programmed robotic in fact the fact that you've got atlas which resists you from doing it when you overcome it the chesed is now real the fact that you have desire blocking you when you overcome it the chesed is now real so that means the midas, the roys the bad midas are actually transformed into good stuff but the whole focus is realizing your potential by overcoming the obstacles in your way and then those obstacles become the facilitators of the concretization of the essential greatness of self which you're not short of Petito There's a good metaphor by Red from uh, on who said that it's like a hot air balloon. It's attached to the ground with ropes. When you add hot air to it, it goes up and actually starts pulling the ropes out of the ground. So it's something that you're good at, you can lift up and roll. Why do you think that muscle was better than my muscle? I think no, it was the worst I mean, muscle. There I muscle. think yours was a terrible muscle. It wasn't a muscle. Fine. Because okay. in, that mu- in that muscle, the ropes don't help. But in your muscle, the ropes, like. Ah! not only was it not <laughs> a good marshal it was a bad marshal thank you but, but you I appreciate it. Supposed to, like you said. yes yeah. yes no but I appreciate your contribution I shouldn't scoff at it. Talk. it's amazing that you contribute to it no no you feel bad? why am I coming to no, no, no. no. <laughs> that's why you're coming to Musa so you can feel bad what do you mean? what do you think the point of the share is? <laughs> If you're feeling bad will help you to feel more confident. Of course, of course. Next time when you say something, you'll think twice. In other words, your bad small slip in intellectual inadequacy will, in fact, facilitate greater, greater intellectual and articulation of the proper ideas. Thank you. Oh, it's really my pleasure. Continues the Ramchal. So the first thing is you have to connect that this man is created to connect to Hashem Second thing is man was suspended between the, the ability to lose his perfection, to lose his completion to the degree that's possible for him or to, to acquire it and he could go either way But he has to choose it's because he would be forced to choose only good loy haya he wouldn't then be called the master of his own perfection and Hashem's intention of providing the ultimate good to the created being would not be realized it's imperative that it's left over to his choice that he, there's an absolute balance between his natural inclination it could go equally either way and it's not inclined in any way will have the power to choose knowingly and with his own volition whichever one he chooses and not only can he choose but he can acquire the one that he chooses that's why a man was created with a good inclination a bad inclination and the power of choice to put himself either on the side of the yetzotov or chas faket on the other side we're talking about our generation Oh, slowly. Thank you. Over here the Ramchal describes the absolute freedom of choice. Absolute freedom of choice means that the choice that you're experiencing is perfectly weighted. Now, in our experience of life, that kind of choice is a rarity, let's suggest. Because most choices are inclined one way or another. There could be a whole range of ratios of choice. So, for example, a person, anyone in this room could theoretically choose to step and learn until 2 o'clock this morning but the ratio against him, the odds are stacked maybe 80-20 on the other hand most of us in this room are going to choose to dive mincha and for most of us, even though there is a mild resistance but the odds about for diving are probably 80-20 so you see it's, it's actually quite a rarity to find a 50-50 choice where you have as much chance of not doing as you do of doing and making that choice that's called absolute freedom of choice Anything beyond that point is a slight inclination towards either doing good or doing bad, above or below the point. This is in, R- in Avdesar's essay on freedom of choice. This is the point that he makes quite clear, and maybe we'll speak briefly about that in the forthcoming lessons. In the meantime, I bid you all farewell. Thank you.